If you've got your Bible tonight, go to Mark chapter 5. Mark chapter 5, verse 34. Mark 5, 34. All right, it says, And he said to her, this is the woman that had the issue or the flow of blood, He said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. What did he say made her well? He said her faith did. Look at Mark chapter 10. And verse number 52. Mark 10, 52. Then Jesus said to him, him who? Blind Bartimaeus. All right. Jesus said to him, go your way. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus on the road. Look at Luke chapter 18. Luke 18. Verse 42. 1842. Then Jesus said to him, him who? This blind guy. Receive your sight. Your faith has made you well. Now let's look at Matthew chapter 9. Matthew chapter 9, verse 27. 9, 27. When, when Jesus departed from there, two blind men followed him, crying out and saying, Son of David, have mercy on us. And when he had come into the house, the blind men came to him, and Jesus said to them, Do you believe that I am able to do this? They said to him, Yes, Lord. Then he touched their eyes, saying, According to your faith, let it be to you. And their eyes were opened. Now, we could take a lot more time and go through many more similar verses to these where Jesus identified an individual's faith as being the reason why they were healed. Okay? First, understand this. Jesus didn't say to all these people, I have made you whole. Right? Many times, we just immediately look at all the healings in the Bible in the gospel accounts and say, Jesus healed the blind man. Jesus healed the crippled man. Jesus healed this person. Jesus healed this person. Yet Jesus didn't say that. Very frequently, he pointed directly to that person's belief and said, your faith did it. He didn't even say, God just healed you. Now, in one sense, that wouldn't be inaccurate because we know all healing comes from God. We know that the power of God was flowing through Jesus. However, I find it interesting that Jesus said it that way again and again and again. This is something we should not miss, all right? Jesus could have said it the other way. It was the anointing on me. It was my faith. It was this, this. He said, no, your faith did it for you. 
Some would have a hard time with that because they think, well, you're just giving credit to man. You're just giving credit to humans and taking the glory away from the Lord. However, we're not making this up. This is what Jesus said. If Jesus said it, it's right. If their faith made them whole, our faith makes us whole. Okay? When he talked to the two blind guys, he said, again now, be it unto you, what? According to God's power and ability. See, if we say it that way, if we approach it and always say, the Lord healed you. Now understand where we're coming from, because we do use that language, and I'm not saying that technically it's, it's wrong. But if that's the only way we think about it, watch what happens. You receive your healing, and we say, oh, praise God, the Lord healed you. You don't. What are we going to say? The Lord didn't heal him. How many understand there is no one who is sick because the Lord didn't heal them? If that's a new concept to you, I want you to hold on because I know that it is new to some. No one is sick here today or infirmed or, uh, you know, got a disease because the Lord failed to heal you. That's not how it works. It just really isn't, okay? There were no people that Jesus spoke to that way. He didn't say, you got it because you, uh, you know, because God did it and you didn't get it because, well, God didn't do it or I didn't do it, hmm? In fact, the one time when Jesus was questioned about his will, his willingness to heal, there was a guy who came up and said, if you're willing, you can do this, right? Jesus said, I am. He said, I am willing. Be healed, man. Never did he say he was unwilling, okay? And so when it comes to our walking in this stuff, this divine supernatural flow of healing and health, it is never about God deciding to, deciding not to, sometimes he wants to, sometimes he doesn't want to. Fact is, he already decided he wants you well. You can't change his mind. You can't be jerk enough to change his mind. You can't be bad enough to where God's going to go, you know what, (laughs) change my mind on you, buddy. (laughs) Suffer. (laughs) Might even give you a limp in heaven. You don't start start acting nice. No, <laughs> we might think that way. <laughs> if you do, knock it off. I'd like you to have a limp in heaven. <laughs> but the Lord is merciful unto all because of Jesus. And so these statements that Jesus made again are true today. That it is according to a person's faith that they are made well, not according to the Lord or according to God's power. It is according to what we believe. And, and so uh, this is good news, by the way. I know sometimes people get a little bit frightened. think, ah, it's up to me. So it's like my deal whether I get it or I don't. Well, yeah. But, <laughs> but here's the thing. It's easy. Here's the thing. Some people have been taught so much about faith, it's become a mountain in and of itself. And they think, faith is hard. It takes years. You know, it takes, it takes years to really build up your faith so you can receive from God. Not so. Actually, it can happen just like that. It can be the flip of a switch. Do you know that every one of us 
have a believer inside of us. We have an ability to believe something that we can't see. All right? Uh, We have an ability to to believe. We have faith on the inside of us. Uh, What many have done, though, is they have attached their faith. In other words, what they believe is directly attached to what they see or what they feel or sometimes what they hear, like a, a report from a doctor. Some get a report from a doctor. They have no physical evidence that they're dying in three months, but the doctor said they are, so they believe it, right? But they have attached their faith to one of these things. All we're asking you to do tonight, if you want to be healed, is to attach your faith to what God says. And if He promised something that's different from what you're physically experiencing, then what you physically feel or see or have been told will change. All right? Whenever a person gets full of something in their heart, Jesus taught us that faith is of the heart in Mark eleven twenty three. When you get full of something in your heart, your body will respond to that. Again, don't be misled by the statement of full, okay? I guess if someone took a little dropper, you know, a little, what do you call those? Eyedropper and drip, drip, drip. Maybe it would take a while, (laughs) But I'm telling you, you can get full with a bucket really quick. And so, really, if you came in here, and this is even brand new thinking to you, and you think, no, I think, man, it takes a while. I've got I've to live right before. No, you don't have to live right before God will do something for you. Jesus died for us while we were yet sinners. He wasn't waiting on us to clean up our act. He came to us in love and in mercy. Just open up your heart and you can get filled up in a moment. Amen. Okay, this is really, really easy stuff. And I'll show you that some more in a second. Go over to Mark chapter 11. Now, when I say that you must believe, that's what I'm saying. We're already believing, but we're going to... We're believing something, but we're going to direct our belief to specific things, okay? What specifically do we need to believe tonight, all right? Um, I would encourage you this way. Stop agreeing with your sickness. Stop agreeing with your pain or your problem, and start agreeing with the Lord. Say, that's just denying reality. It's actually not. Okay, I'm not saying if someone has a broken leg to say I don't have a broken leg. I've never teach that. But stop agreeing with it that it has the power to remain in you. Stop agreeing that it has final authority or whatever the x-ray said, whatever the report says is the final authority. Agree with the Word of God that says that you are healed by Jesus' stripes. Your body will respond to what you believe, whether you believe the feeling, the report, whatever, or whether you believe what the Word says. Amen. Your body is not the boss. Hmm. It's real good at being trained. Now, it can be loud like a three-year-old, but it will learn. 
<laughs> you tell it enough times, it's going to get it. And it'll come in line. And it'll absolutely change. Amen. I remember a friend of mine uh, was telling me about, about this guy. Um, down south, he was a, uh, I don't know if he was at the time, but he, later at some point he was a minister. But he was out doing some brush, cutting some brush, and I don't know, something, somehow something snapped loose and came and just knocked him down. And uh, I know the guy's name, but you don't know him, so I'm not even going to bother saying it. Uh, knocked him down and hit him hard, and his literally one of his ribs was sticking out. And he was messed up. And it poked, you know, through. And he drug himself to his house and began to meditate. And I thought this was an amazing story. You might believe this or might not believe, but I believe the source. I didn't, wasn't an eyewitness. He started to meditate on how he was the righteousness of God in Christ. How the Lord took his place and made him whole, made him righteous, made him clean before God. And he said it went, went right back in. After a week or so, he didn't even have a, didn't even have a scar. I'm telling you, what you believe will affect your body. What you believe can affect it today. And you can set your belief anywhere that you choose. Now, I'm not just saying just believe anything. I'm saying believe what the Lord has said. There's a strong foundation to bring things to pass. Uh, Mark chapter 11 and verse 24. It says, Therefore I say to you, Jesus speaking, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. We've got this ability to believe. We've got faith in our heart. But what specifically are we to believe? This is where a lot of times I think people miss it in seeking God and in endeavoring to get an answer to prayer or to receive a healing or a miracle in their life. They'll say, well, I believe. My question to them is typically, what do you believe? I'm not saying you don't believe, but what do you believe? Well, I believe in God. Okay, that's a good start. All right, that's not going to get you healed, though. It's not going to get your prayer answered that you believe in God. Okay, well, I believe that God loves me. Well, that's a good, good next step as well. Okay, and I think you should. That will help you tremendously to believe that God loves you. I believe that God hears me when I pray. You're getting better and better here. You're believing something a little more specific. But watch what Jesus said you must believe. Not just believe in God. Not even just believe that healing is God's will. Not believe that God can do it. Not even, watch, not even believe that He's willing to do it. Now, those are all important. Those are kind of understood like, yeah, I hope you believe that. I mean, if you don't believe he can and he's willing, why would you even pray? Why would you even go to him? All right. But specifically, we must be beyond that. We must believe, what did he say here? That we receive. Not believe that God can do it, is able to do it. Not even believe that God is going to do it. I must believe that I receive. Everybody with me now? Okay. This point must come. Now, if you're here in this service and you're saying, I'm going to, you know, have someone minister, lay hands on me tonight for healing. 
Well, yes, that's a future tense thing. That's going to happen here in a few minutes. So you can believe right now that it's going to happen. All right. But there must come a point in time. And you can do this. It's easy to do. But you believe that you have it now. I never, ever should go uh, to have someone pray with me or lay hands on me and go from that believing that God's going to heal me. The Bible never said to do that. Huh? That's always going to be out in the future. There must come a point of contact where we say, now I've got it. This is the time. I have it now. When is that time? In this kind of meeting, it is when hands are laid on you. Or if we, if we were to pray a different way and just pray over the whole group. It, it would be at some specific point... We take our belief and say, it's more than I believe in God. It's more than I believe He's good. More than I believe He wants to heal me. More than I believe He's going to heal me. I believe I receive my healing. And it's a very real thing that you are grabbing a hold of with your faith. Some say, I don't really know how to use my faith. That's how you do it. It's exactly how you do it. Sometimes you could say it out of your own mouth. I got it. I believe I receive it. It's mine. I take it now. Hmm. But that must happen for every individual. I got it. I believe I receive. Amen. Amen. How do you get ready for that? I'm thinking about, we didn't read the story, but we read the end of the, the story about the woman who had the flow of blood. She kept saying within herself, if I can but touch the hem of his garment, I'll be made whole. And it says she kept saying that. Kept saying that within herself. If I can but touch the hem of his garment, I'll be made whole. If I can touch the hem of his garment, I'll be made whole. And she kept saying that, kept saying that. Why? That's what she believed. And it was getting stronger and stronger in in her to where all she had to do is act on what she believed. She had that point of contact where she reached out, probably crawling on the ground or something, uh, crawling through the crowd. And uh, and finally, she, "Ah, there's my healing, there's my healing, there's my healing. Ah, Got it. And she felt the power go right in her when she did. Oh, praise God. How can we relate that to us? Well, in this situation tonight, you don't have to. I mean, we got a crowd, but they're, jet, they're kind. and <laughs> You don't have to push your way through. Uh, but whoever's ministering, myself typically, and sometimes others as well, uh, you know, you don't have to push your way through. Just come up. But the moment, hands are laid on you. You got it. You got it right there. There it is. What is that? That's using your faith, man. That's using your faith to take something that you can't see to affect something that you can see. And when you do that, oh, I tell you what, God's glory and power go right all over you and drive out that disease and sickness. And, and, and what a good thing it is. And once it's done, what happened? What made you well? It would not be wrong. It would be totally scriptural to say your faith did it. Now, we're not taking anything away because we could say, yeah, the Lord healed you. That's true, right? But you, of necessity, took a step of faith. And when you did, something happened. Amen. Amen. That's why a lot of times an action is good. Sometimes if I have it on my heart, I'll tell someone to do something specifically. But if I don't, you know, I leave it up to the person. I encourage them to act. You, many of you have heard me do things like that. But some, I've seen people run and get healed. I've seen people jump up and down, and all of a sudden their feet are healed. 
So, you know, someone raised their arm. I, I've been prompted at times. To, you know, I think this happened here recently. Praying for someone's shoulder. I didn't even think about it. <clears throat> Just lift it up. In the natural, that's dangerous because I didn't know, you know, that could be all locked up. But then the healing is just instantly manifest. Acting on your faith is a good idea. Okay. Uh, so we must believe what? What? In the back too? <laughs> believe that we receive. Believe that we get it at a particular moment. I've got it. It's mine. I have it now. That's what I believe. Why do you believe that? Well, because the Lord said. Because Jesus died so I could have it. Jesus conquered it. He gave me his name. Gave me his authority. He gave us the ministry, the laying out of hands. All that works so I can receive it. And I believe I receive it. Amen. What did he say would happen if you do that? He said, and you will have it. You will have it. Now, I know, understand that's future, but how many know future can be one second? You will. Will is future, but will doesn't mean future is five years from now. Since Jesus already took care of this 2,000 years ago, there's no use me waiting a year to pick it up. Been sitting at the depot for a while now, (laughs) waiting for you to go pick up your package of healing. Again, anyone can believe, all right? This is not just achieved through great efforts. Uh, of concentration or acts of righteousness. Um, Anyone can believe it's a very simple thing. And I want to go back to this. It doesn't take someone who's been living for God a long time. It doesn't take someone who has really memorized a lot of Scripture and knows a lot. I have example after example in the Word of God who people who didn't hardly know anything and who weren't exactly the nicest guy on the block. Let let, let me give you a couple examples. One of the people that are listed in Hebrews 11, what we sometimes call the hall of faith, the hall of fame of faith people from the Old Testament, is a woman named Rahab, the harlot. She was a prostitute. You might remember some of the story when God was leading Israel into the promised land. Jericho was the first city they had to conquer once they crossed the river. And they had sent spies out to check this place out in advance uh, to see what was happening there. And, uh, of course, uh, to know what they're, they're coming up against. And, and uh, you know, I th- sometimes laugh what, would those, what those spies might have said when they came home. And, you know, their wives got with them and said, so how was the trip? And... Uh, <laughs> you know, where did you stay? Uh, uh, <laughs> what, what I, where did you stay? Where are you having the harlot? Uh, <laughs> you stayed with who? <laughs> you stayed at the prostitute's house? <laughs> anyway, that's, you know, we don't really get that in the Word, but you can kind of read into it and wonder how that went. Uh, but basically, you can read about this in Joshua, but she got mentioned in the hall of faith, and watch, even got in the lineage of Jesus. Amazing. Why? Because she, a prostitute, believed God. She believed the report about how God was giving that land to the Jews, to Israel. 
And that saved her family. Her, and then she, of course, harbored them and, you know, and, and helped them out. And that act of faith in believing that this was theirs and what God, this is what God is doing saved her whole family. And, of course, gave her a great heritage. And we now talk about her. Wow. In a positive. Rahab the harlot. Yeah, I want to meet her someday. Why? She was a woman of faith. She had, did she work on it for years? I just got just to gotta build this up. No. She believed the report. Amen. You come on over into the New Testament. There's another example uh, of a, a woman that's called in one of the Gospels the Syrophoenician woman. Others say she was of the land of, uh, of Canaan. And uh, that was interesting. She had a demon-possessed daughter. And you remember, she was not in the covenant. This woman was a very, she, 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 they were evil. I mean, you think about it. How in the world did her daughter get demon-possessed? Sometimes people don't think about the wise as, well, if you look at some of history, those people were, were into some very evil stuff. They were not exactly righteous and not exactly doing right. And, uh, and that was probably why her daughter, she was exposed to a bunch of garbage. Uh, that's a message in and of itself, huh? Watch out what you expose your children to. Watch out what you let them see, what you let them get around, because those influences can sometimes affect them, all right? And this woman's daughter got demon-possessed, and she came to Jesus begging him. And if you know the story, I don't want to go through that whole story tonight, but, you know, he kind of brushed her off at first. But uh, the end result of that story is over in, uh, you don't need to turn there, but in Matthew 15, 28, Jesus answered and said to her, O woman, great is your faith, let it be to you as you desire. Amazing. You got Rahab the harlot. You got this wicked woman from, from Canaan with her demon-possessed daughter. Didn't have any rights. Didn't have a whole, uh, the ability to lay hold of healing as far as a covenant standpoint is concerned. But she just kept after it. And she got Jesus' attention. And he said, woman, Wow. Check you out, man. What, what's going on here? You've got great faith. You have it. You've got it. And Jesus added his faith to her faith, and the demon went out. And her daughter was set free. Sometimes people think, I don't know if I qualify. I don't know if I have enough faith. I don't know if I can, be, I, I don't know if I have done enough things or if I've been in this long enough. All you need really to qualify is a problem. You know that Jesus is the answer, and you simply take your faith and you put it in Him. It's really not that complicated, okay? And what are we going to do? We're going to go to Him, and we're doing it by proxy, of course, right? He's in all of us, and so He's not physically here, but we're going to Him, even though God is using me and other people. We're going to Him, and we're going to get it. Not going to be denied, not leaving without it. Hmm? Why would we do that? If the package is there, bless God, look around until you find it. I'm not leaving until I pick up my package. <laughs> Amen. And we go to the Lord. No shortage of power on His side. No lack whatsoever. No lack of willingness. No lack of ability. I'm just going to go and get it. Believe that I receive and then I'll have. Now, are you still in Mark chapter 11? Let's read this one more verse here and then we'll... Uh, then we'll uh, stop, stop talking and start speaking. <laughs> stop talking and stop, start ministering to the sick. Amen.
Mark 11, verse 25, the very next verse. It says, And whatever, whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him, that your Father in heaven may also forgive you of your trespasses. I find it very interesting that Jesus talked here in the context about speaking to your mountain and then about praying for your desires to come to pass and right in the same breath without even <gasps> sucking in. He said, and when you pray, make sure you don't have anything against anybody. Make sure you forgive everyone at this very moment. If you have, if you have anything against anybody, you must forgive them. I would prefer tonight that if you're ticked off at someone, if you have unforgiveness in your heart, that you take care of that before you ask me to minister to you. Because I know from the words of Jesus that that is a hindrance to faith. When people have it, there's something in their heart that keeps their faith from operating. You say, I'm going to do that. I'm going to direct my faith right at the Lord and believe that I receive. But if you're un, you have unforgiveness towards another person, that's not going to work. And you might walk away thinking, well, how come? Well, what's going on? How come the Lord didn't? It's not that the Lord didn't. The Lord already did this stuff. You just were unable to pick up the package because of that unforgiveness in your heart. It was a, it was a hindrance to your faith receiving. Amen. So if, and here's the deal, if... That's, that, that is true concerning you. And I know, listen, I don't have to have a word of knowledge about this. I'm around people enough. I've been around people who've been Christians for decades and totally get surprised when they just stay angry at somebody for such a long period of time. You don't know what they did to you. Well, I don't, but I do know people, and I do know some pretty stuff, bad stuff happens. People do wrong things to each other. But that's why you're saved. That's why you have the life of God in you. You've been changed and made a brand new person so that you have a supernatural ability to forgive. Say, but they did something really bad. I know. That's why God changed you. So you could do just like He does and forgive. Amen. And God will, God will give you credit for it if you'll do it right there, right now. Even if you really need to go to talk, to talk and talk to someone and say, hey, I apologize. Would you forgive me? I've been holding this against you. Or you, you need to go and make a situation right. You don't have to wait to get healed. All right? Make that commitment to the Lord right here and right now. And if you do need to go to someone, make that commitment to Him. Say, Lord, I'm going to get this right. I'm going to talk to this person. I forgive them from my heart now and not hold it against them any longer. All right, and then come up with a big smile because nothing's in the way now. Amen? Because, again, this is not about you. This is about Jesus, what he bought and paid for, and we're just picking it up. But now the hindrance is removed. Amen? It would probably do me well to say that almost every time. You know, but I endeavor to be led, and this is one of the things that was on my heart to say tonight before I ministered to the sick, uh, that if you're holding something against somebody, Take care of that first. Amen. You don't have to make a big show of it. We're not going to have you confess your sin before all here tonight. And uh, you don't have to confess it in front of the church. Uh, deal with it between you and God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Well, Father, we thank you tonight for your goodness. We thank you for your healing virtue and power.
And I thank you for every single person here tonight that has need of healing in their bodies. And I pray that you would uh, just direct us and guide us in our ministry tonight. I thank you for the Holy Spirit who is our helper, shows us everything we need to know. We see what we need to see. And I thank you, Lord, that as hands are laid upon people tonight, that the power of God will flow right into them, affecting a healing and a cure and driving out that which Satan has wrought. We just take authority over every sickness, disease, every demon from hell, and every force that would try to hold people in bondage. And I thank you, Lord, for the power of God that flows in this place mightily now in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Well, God is good.